thanks for tuning in. I'm Jess Perillo, class of 2014, an assistant director at the Harvard Varsity Club. Welcome to On the Clock with the HVC, a series connecting alumni and students in conversation. Today, we are joined by an awesome group of Harvard women who are all working towards similar goals. From the undergraduate women of Harvard Athletics, we have Sophie Fella, Chamberlain Mathis, Chelsea Marlborough, Tess Sussman, and Cami Dopke as well as Debbie Goldfein, class of 85, the chair of the Harvard Radcliffe Foundation for Women Athletics, or better known as HERFLA. Thank you all so much for being a part of this conversation. We're really excited to connect different generations of Harvard women to learn more about your experience as female student athletes and how you all are working towards similar, similar goals to enhance those experiences, as well as provide additional opportunities for generations to come. So without further ado, I'll pass it off to Debbie. Take it away. Thanks, Jess. It's nice to see everybody. Um, I'm, I'm really curious to hear about um, what's going on with the, the UWHA and, you know, just a little bit of background for, for me and for others and how you started and, and what you've been up to. So I don't know which one. Jump in there. <laughs> um, I can start. So uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the founding of the club. Um, we actually started uh, fall of 2019. The idea started even earlier than that summer of 2019 by um, Mackenzie Barda, Maddie Earl, and Olivia Ostrover, who uh, are all class of 2020 uh, alumna. And um, they coincidentally had the same idea to start this organization. Um, and originally it was called Women of Harvard Athletics. Um, that's when they had uh, the first opening event, which a lot of all of us attended, I think, um, which gauged a lot of interest in, in the female athletes at Harvard. Um, and then uh, Chamberlain and I applied to be vice presidents that year um, and worked with those founders uh, in developing this club. And during that, we actually um, wanted to become an ISO. Um, and through that experience of applying to be uh, a student organization under Harvard, realized that we wanted to become a DSSO under Harvard Athletics, um, which was kind of a long process to go through. It took us, I think, the whole year, the whole first year um, as a club to then get that approval um, to become a DSSO under Harvard Athletics and associated with HERFWA, which is perfect. Um, and through that process, we changed our name from Women of Harvard Athletics to Undergraduate Women of Harvard Athletics uh, because that was a requirement to become a DSSO. Um, that's kind of yeah. the background of how we started. And, and how, when, when you first had that first meeting, what drew everybody together? What was it that the idea that Mackenzie had and the others had to, to, to start this club? And then what drew you to come to that first meeting? What was sure. it, why this, why this organization was needed? Yes, so I think that the original idea from the founders was just because of the fact that there are so many wonderful athletes on campus, but we never end up in the same space. And I think that that is what really drew us to that opening event was just, wanting to meet other women on campus and just share our experiences. Um, and I think that there was a real need for that, especially because managing athletics, 
um, academics, extracurriculars is all so difficult at any institution, but particularly at Harvard. Um, and so I think that just having this group um, to support all of us was what we really were looking for. Um, and I can also speak a little bit about the mission that the organization was founded with. So, um, because I think that that speaks very broadly to what everyone wanted. So um, UWHA was founded with a two-part mission. First, to provide a space to address topics that female athletes face, including mental health, body image, nutrition, equity, and sports. And then the second part of the mission is to foster community where female athletes can network and build relationships that will last through Harvard and beyond. Um, and I think that's something that's really important about our organization is that we're not limited just to Harvard, to varsity athletes. We are really open to all levels of athletes, including, you know, casual runners, weekend yogis, everyone. So um, I think that's what makes our organization really special. It certainly does pose a few challenges on some of the events that we do with Herfla, just because that is focused on varsity athletes. But um, I think it makes our organization really special and really important. Well, HERFWA's mission has always been, HERFWA was established in 1981, and HERFWA's mission really was to serve as an umbrella support group to all of women's athletics. And just a tiny bit of history that might be interesting or, or not, but I'll, I'll judge by whether you guys keep your eyes open. But, um, you know, in, back in the 19, early 1980s, sports like ice hockey, um, volleyball, softball, or what they called level two sports, so they really weren't, you know, varsity sports. Um, and it was just, they were just becoming them. And a lot of the sports had, like I played tennis, we had our own friends group. We weren't joined with the men. So we were at a real disadvantage because we didn't have a long history of alums to, you know, probably what, what rugby is experiencing now as being a new varsity sport. You had a club. Um, so uh, the idea was to um, help these women sports teams and these friends groups get started. And at that time, we had a very large undergraduate president. We had an undergraduate HERFWA committee. And that, I don't know when, but that went by the wayside. I think with the, the, the with, with things, when things like SAC came up and there were other organizations, I think there seemed to be a lot of overlap. But I think I'm thrilled when I heard about the women of Harvard Athletic or the undergraduate women of Harvard Athletic, because I think HERFWA had moved away from focusing on the undergraduates and really was doing a lot to support the friends groups. And we tried to have undergraduate events but we didn't really have the pulse of what you guys were really, what was missing, what you needed. So I think this is a, you know, a great um, opportunity for a partnership because um, Herf, that's what HERF was there for, to support organizations like yours. So I'm curious, I met with um, the founders very early on and we, we talked about ways in which HERF could help us. And then we were sort of getting started and then COVID hit and we got, you know, had a short stop there or a hard stop. So I'm curious what you what what kind of events you've had and what kind of events you're thinking about having um, once all we get back to some new normal. Um, yeah, I can speak about that. Um, we've had a really large range of events. Um, the first year we had a bunch of different speakers, some prominently known as like one is was Victoria Garrick, who's really well known on social media for promoting body positivity. Um, she was a collegiate volleyball player. That's a big topic that we try to focus on kind of into body acceptance, nutrition, because um, that's just a prominent issue for female athletes, you know, being stronger and bigger than, I don't know, 
you would kind of expect women to be in this society. Um, this past year, it's been kind of tough, obviously, on Zoom, but we did manage to have a few speaking events in the fall. Um, we had an alum come in and help speak about being an athlete in non-athlete context, which was really relevant to, you know, being away from campus. Um, this alum, she was Kirby Porter. She was a basketball player. She spoke about how being an athlete is more than just playing your sport. So when you get stripped of that identity, sometimes people feel lost. And she spoke about incorporating that into the corporate world and how you can use that to, um, like, you don't have to lose that when you leave Harvard. And that was just really helpful. Um, we also really love to incorporate social events. So we're trying to connect more just within the members. Um, we have a lot of stuff coming up. We are tough on the scheduling and, you know, over Zoom, it's kind of hard. So we don't have anything set in stone yet, but we're really trying to focus on this next semester, kind of connecting people socially, trying to get people moving with each other on Zoom, really just trying to incorporate a bunch of different events so that people can be interested, connected, and feel as though they're getting support, getting good advice, and just everything they can, no matter if they're home or on campus. And how many, so every, is every woman athlete on campus, a varsity athlete, and then I know it's open to other groups as well, invited to join? What, how big is your membership right now? And how much does that represent? How much, how many undergrad varsity athletes do you actually have um, right now as a percentage of how many are, you know, on campus? Yeah, so um, just at a quick glance, we're at roughly 240 members right now. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the percentage is, but we do have a lot of sports represented. And, you know, we keep a spreadsheet so that we can be sure that we're not glossing over certain teams. And um, that's part of what our community outreach group does. They really try to engage um, some of the teams that haven't had as high of membership numbers. So we're definitely looking to keep growing, but I think we're off to a pretty good start. What, um, what are some of the things that you hope to, to be able to do once we get out of this COVID environment? Like what would be ideal? I know that when I spoke to the founders, um, we had way back when, we used to have a her for brunch at the end of um, in the spring, and we invited all seniors, and so all women at, was to get all the female athletes together one last time, and we would have a brunch and a speaker, and it was usually in one of the houses, but it was a really nice event. It was a you know one of those um, final you know final gatherings, and when I spoke to the founder, we talked about trying to reinvigorate that and perhaps have a brunch in the fall with freshmen and seniors, and then have that closing, that the bookend having it in the, you know, in the spring. But, um, and, you know, we'd love to be able to support something like that, but, you know, we'd love to do whatever you, you all think would be a nice thing as you're trying to bring female athletes together. And then how do we, how can HERFWA support that? And I'd love to hear your ideas about what you're thinking and about ways in which you, you'd like to, you need support and how we can help as HERFWA or just the, you know, alumni and alumni population in general? Yeah, I think that's a really important question, just acknowledging that COVID isn't going to last forever, even though it feels like an eternity right now. Um, honestly, like what Tess was saying, we had so much success even this past fall, despite being virtual. We had a record number of events between our community conversations, our speaker events, our opening events. So 
Um, we really weren't limited this fall, but as you said, the one thing that is missing is that in-person engagement. And so um, even though we've had a lot of success over Zoom with bringing in speakers and still hosting events, I think it would be really great to have those brunches that you're talking about just so that we're fostering connections even better um, across grades and just to celebrate the progress that people have had along their Harvard journey. Um, I think something else that we had talked about last spring was the idea of also getting involved in the community. So um, we were thinking about, um, you know, so many Harvard athletes have so much gear that we're not always using or that, you know, we're not able to use after we graduate. And so um, there was an organization that we were speaking with um, about finding ways to give some of our gear that you know, is brand new or gently used and giving that to younger girls um, and also just inviting more young girls to um, learn about our sports and just get them engaged. So I think that um, the community service piece and also um, just having those in-person um, social events would be really helpful. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, just to add on that, um, one of the things that we had always wanted to do uh, also alongside HERFA was you really utilize the alumni. Um, and I think it's in the works for the spring a virtual alumni panel, but we of course would love to do something like that in person to give that um, not just connecting female athletes who are currently at Harvard, but connecting female athletes with um, people who have already graduated. Um, and that's something that we have talked to her for about before and definitely want to put on that to-do list. Great. I think these are all things that we, we certainly would like to be able to help you with. The, the other thing is, have you thought about, you have these, um, what your, your founders or that that's the first group to have, have been graduated, but have you thought about ways in which you're gonna stay connect, they're gonna stay connected with the undergraduate women? Are you? you know, in an, any alum capacity, or, you know, there may be a way that uh, HERFA can assist with that too. We used to, as I said, we used to have an undergraduate um, committee, and they, they would be the, our source to telling us what was needed on campus. And uh, now we're gonna rely on you to tell us what, what, how we can be helpful and relevant to undergraduates through your organization. Tammy, do you wanna talk about the newsletter? Yeah, so we've actually started a newsletter and we're hoping we started a LinkedIn group with alumni connecting undergraduates with also the alumni and we're trying to get that growing. And so yes, this past semester we sent out a newsletter giving updates about what, you, what UWJ is doing. And we're also looking to do like a mentorship program connecting alumni who are willing to participate with um, current undergrads and kind of getting them exposure to say if they want a, an undergrad's interested in consulting or medicine, we can connect them with an alumni who's in that field. And so, yes, I, def, I think HERFA can definitely help us with that. And I think it's gonna, gonna continue to grow um, as this club becomes more popular and we find more alumni. So that's something we're definitely looking forward to continuing this next semester. Well, I have to say that when I first heard about the Women of Harvard Athletics and they told me the number of women that you had at your gatherings. I, I it was it was astounding. I mean, I, I, do you, do you remember the numbers? It was like over two hundred people you had. I think at at the first initiation initial meeting, and it was just uh, you know. And, and so, tell us a little bit about. I know you said that you guys are all on the board, and um, but what's the structure? How does it how does it work? How have you set up your structure for um, for new people coming in, and and you know what happens 
when you you graduate on what I don't know what years all of you are, but when you graduate and 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 how how did you set that up? Sure, I can talk about that. So um, right now, our board structure is such that we have an executive group. So um, that's made up of presidents, VPs, our treasurer, and committee heads. And so each committee head is responsible for a committee. Um, and so we have an alumni committee, we have a social media committee, we have an outreach committee, we have an alumni committee. Um, and so within each of those committees, there's roughly four or five um, women who are helping us with each of those respective um, initiatives. And so that's, we typically have around 30 people on board, which sounds like a lot, but given, you know, all the things that we're trying to do and how busy everyone is, I think it's really helpful to um, have so many people involved. And also just because people want to be involved, as you mentioned, um, the opening event had huge turnout. And so it's clear that there's interest and people just wanting to get involved with an organization like this. And so we want as many people involved as possible, even if they can't commit as much time. So that's really what like some of the committee members are. Um, we offered it as like a lower time commitment option to still be on board. So um, in addition to that, they also get experience to then run for committee head positions, uh, vice president, president positions in the future. And so because we're so new, it's we're still trying to figure out how we're working with the board turnovers. Um, last spring, it was certainly challenging because the semester was cut short and we were trying to do um, the board turnover, turnover in a virtual setting. And so um, it, it worked out just fine last year, but I think we're trying to even refine the process and learn from um, what happened last year to make it even better. So um, I think this year we're going to structure it more so as how SAC does their elections. Um, mm -hmm. And if Sophie, if you wanna talk about that, um, feel free. But I think that going forward, I'm a senior. I know Cammie's a senior. So like as we move out of Harvard, I think we'll definitely just stay connected. I know we still have some um, alums who are in our uh, member group me. And so they definitely want to just, you know, stay attuned to what's going on and they're in our LinkedIn group. So I don't think anyone ever truly leaves, but um, <laughs> certainly um, we're excited to have new board members come in and new members. Yeah, just to touch on um, kind of the structure, uh, an interesting point is actually the uh, first year we didn't actually have committee heads. That was um, a decision we made in this virtual spring. How do we kind of disperse our work a little bit more as um, vice presidents and presidents? And I think it was definitely a strength for us because Cami, Tess, like um, having these committee heads has really taken a lot of the work and stress off of us um, and given a lot more authority to the members and the committee heads to, to just be in charge and run things. So I think we're definitely gonna continue um, along that path. Um, also being co-president of SAC, um, touching on how we kind of do it at SAC and we might incorporate some of this um, into our elections this year, but we usually have nominees um, during an actual virtual or in-person when COVID isn't happening. Um, nominees and each person will give a little speech. People will close their eyes, vote, will count. And 
obviously uh, go through that for presidents and vice presidents. Um, and then usually the, we, we kind of modeled the committee heads system after the, at, in SAC we call it like co-chairs. Um, but we have people who like were already in the committee um, or people who were already chairs of the committee just continue on the next year or um, kind of suggest to the co-presidents um, and vice presidents who they think could be a good fit for a co-chair. We'll ask them if they want to be nominated and then we'll usually send out like a, a Google form and they'll, um, people will get to vote as well. Um, yeah, we're still in the works on how we want to proceed. Like you've got a pretty good system. Is, is every sport represented on in your organization? In I mean, SAC is, or in- Is there a member from in every single sport represented by membership or, or board, just out of curiosity? In uh, UWHA? Yeah. Um, every sport in our, I, I believe general board covers a lot of sports. Um, exec board is, is a pretty yeah, small crew. But you have sort of representatives, every, every sport is participating in UWHA is my question. I mean, literally us five here, we are all, no wait, Cami and Chame, you guys are both in soccer. I was gonna say we're all from different sports. Yeah, um, yeah I was community outreach last year and um, our biggest thing was getting someone from every varsity sport. So I know that for a fact that our community has at one teammate's gonna do it. They're gonna be like, hey guys, look at this. So we do have every single sport in our membership. That's amazing. So I have, so, so February 3rd, um, I'm hoping saying the right date. Yes, February 3rd is um, National Girls Sports Day, or probably have said that wrong. And then Herf was having a challenge that you may know about, a, a fundraising challenge, because one of the biggest things that Herf does is try to raise money that we give directly back to the women's friends groups. And we've, we've for years now, we've had a challenge where there's a participation piece because we've always been a grassroots organization, but we also care about trying to get bigger gifts to the friends groups. So we have a matching program. And so this all, I won't get into the details because that will really bore you, but we, it's on February 3rd. And we're hoping that um, we know that we've, there's a lot of friends groups that are, you know, teeing up to get a lot of donors on that day um, for participation and for larger matching gifts of a thousand dollars. And um, hopefully all of your sports will be well represented and, you know, hit great numbers. But if you were going to um, encourage our alums to give on February 3rd, I'll give you guys a second to think about this. This is the curveball one. This is the non-lob, but this actually should be an easy one for you. Can you tell all the alums that may be listening or watching why they should give to Harvard Women's Athletics, why they should support um, support all of you. Yeah, I can speak to this a little bit. Um, so I feel like there's a really strong stigma around ambitious women, um, especially for women like us who are not only going to a prestigious institution where it's a competition every day academically, but going to like top athletic teams where you're competing against obviously other schools, but also like, you know, the girls next to you, you're always fighting for your spot. And I think that our program is so important on campus because it works to combat that competitiveness against women. It's the first place that I've really seen on campus where we can come together 
and just celebrate one another, but also talk about our vulnerabilities and like struggles as a female athlete. Um, and it really like removes that stigma and allows us to like join together as a collective force because it's so easy to like stay in your circle, to stay with your team, stay with spring sports, stay with fall sports. And this is the first time that we can really just celebrate what it means to be a Harvard woman in athletics. That's great. And I think that, uh, that you know, all the decades can relate to that. You know, I think that anybody who played sports at Harvard, no matter what year, can relate to that sentiment and, and feel and, and wish that they had that kind of support. So, and many probably may, may have, okay. Any other reasons out there to tell people to give to women's athletics on February 3rd? Yeah, I mean, I think that I've looked up to like female athletes my entire life. When I was little, I would watch the Dare to Dream movie over and over again about the US women's national soccer team. And so um, I think that it's just so important to have role models and to see women who are doing amazing things um, that are similar to what you are wanting to do, but also, you know, doing things that you would have never even thought about had you not seen someone doing it before you. And so I think that giving to women's athletics specifically at Harvard is so important because it just gives younger girls that image of here are an amazing group of women who are, you know, excelling in athletics, excelling in academics, and just really going to go out and change the world. So um, yeah, I think that it's so important to just maintain and grow our athletic programs at Harvard, so. Great. Tess, Sophie, Cami. <laughs> yeah, I can go ahead. Um, I feel like I always think about myself in the future. So just looking, I feel like all of us, especially during COVID, the one thing that we can focus on is just like gratitude for, I look back and I'm like, I'm so grateful for the, the one and a half years that I was on campus um, playing, playing my favorite sport with my team. Um, and I think a lot of, I think about post-graduation in Harvard as well um, and how, how people still want to stay connected with the program. And, and I always wonder like, why, why do they want to do that? And I'm like, I think this year has made me realize um, being very far away from um, my team, my coaches, the program, how lucky we are to have a program like that and how lucky we, how lucky we are to have people supporting that program. And so I feel like for me, I, I know that post-graduation, I wanna continue supporting Harvard women's rugby, but also all female athletes at Harvard. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's, that, that's what I would wanna do, so. That's great. Yeah, and I think on top of that, like, much more than just playing a sport. It's, it's kind of who you are as a person. I think that, you know, kind of like Sophie was saying, I think about who I'm going to be in the future and I can like thank Harvard, Harvard basketball, Harvard athletics for who that person is going to be. So to support not only a club, but just women's athletics in general, you're not just supporting athletes, you're supporting strong, intelligent women who are coming together and 
like Chelsea said, are going to change the world. You know, it's such a huge community and the events that we try and do focus on growing as people, growing as friends, growing as teammates, people that are truly going to go out and be teammates in every aspect of the world. So like Sophie said, just supporting us, supporting everything that we can do to just foster those individual personality growths is just amazing and going to change the world and everyone's kind of impacts no matter what they do. That's great. Yeah. And kind of just echoing what everyone said, like as a senior, I feel like looking on to next year, like I definitely want to leave a legacy. And I think UWJ wants to leave a legacy on this program. And as like UWJ continues to grow throughout the years, I think the impact will become greater. And there's like so much in store for UWJ. And I believe that uh, one thing I want to see in the future is more uh, attendance at female, like female women games. And I feel like support from the alumni can definitely help strengthen this and kind of maybe shift the attendance. And I believe that UWJ is something that can help achieve this and we can engage even more community engagement um, because UWJ is something that's fostering um, and supporting these female athletes. And so I think that's something that will definitely be very beneficial in the future. Great. Well, I, I will tell you that, um, that what you guys are doing is truly amazing and that I know um, I speak on behalf of HERFA that we look forward to partnering, partnering with you and learning for you and in, in, in getting ideas that will be uh, relevant and helping, helping the undergraduates. So, um, so we'll, we'll stay in touch, I hope. And I will also say that once those of you who are graduating this year, um, that you've got, you know, the, the varsity club says you're, they're, they're your team for life. And I will tell you that, um, you know, Harvard is the gift, Harvard athletics is the gift that keeps on giving. And that even though you're, you may be close to graduating, um, you will continue to meet, meet former Harvard athletes that may be younger, older, as you go through, you know, as you, as, as you get older. And um, it truly is a beautiful and wonderful um, community to be a part of.